right, guys, welcome back to the Old Glory Red Report. Today we are coming with you with that match buildup for the OKC game coming at Sunday. It's a 2 o'clock kickoff time, so it's going to be quite interesting. We'll come with you at all that in just a moment, so stay tuned. Alright guys, welcome back. As always, Mark Anthony, KCJ here. Thanks for joining us. We are going to be talking about that OKC game coming up on Sunday. Again, we face the team, the top of the table in this young 2019 USL season. Oh, man. Is this going to be the trend? Are we just going to keep playing the top team? Or I don't know. I remember when we did our uh, season preview and I picked OKC in the top four and you guys all looked at me like I was crazy. Hey, I still think you're crazy hey, a little bit. We'll see. We'll first see. Place. We'll see. see. That's it. They're first. That's it. All we'll right. See. They're first after playing Las Vegas <laughs> and El Paso. So That's very true. We'll see. So in this very, very young season, they sit alone atop the Western Conference. Uh, kings of the Conference. Maybe they're starting to get those uh, shirts printed. Maybe yeah, they'll you know, start passing Hang out. out a banner. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 2 o'clock. I mean, I guess that's where I kind of want to start. It's a Sunday game. Yeah, knock it It's out. an afternoon. It's not a Saturday night, which is different, but I'm excited because this weather has been beautiful. Hopefully it holds up for us. I'm praying. praying. Yeah, I mean, look, the last couple days, are we getting a taste of what spring might be? The spring sprung? I hope so. Uh. I'm done with the cold man me like, too i'm ready to move on with my life you know yeah so okc does sit top of the table like we two wins out of two so games mostly, man they have played las vegas and el paso two teams that we're not rating very high this season but a win is a win and three points is three points they're doing fantastic they're going to be a team to look at this season uh they also scored i think 30 seconds into the season yeah their first goal was in the first minute and i know that's how they count it in minute one but when I watched the highlights, they scored in like 28 seconds. Like they kicked the ball off, they passed it back, they booted it up, they got a 1v1 goal. Yeah, and they're not shy of scoring. What, they already have like five or six five. goals? Five goals. Five goals, season, so. two given up. They've found the net three more times than our team has found the net in this young season. Yeah, they got a 5-2 differential, yeah. So they're already on a three-goal difference, plus three-goal difference. So yeah. Ready this season. So... Some players to look out for, I think, on this on this one. I'm going to start with a familiar face. Good old Christian Isley's over there at OKC. He will be he, making he, his Papa Murphy's Park return. He did start off the be- or did come off the bench on the last game. I doubt he'll get to start again, but a familiar face that everyone will recognize. Yeah, um, you know he didn't have the best season with us, but a good guy, a guy that I think that you know we wish him well. We hope he does well in the future. He was obviously a good steward for the club, for the community. Yeah. He talked about, uh, he blogged about Sacramento. He enjoyed himself while I was here. A good guy. Unfortunately, he didn't get to play all that much with us, didn't get to score a lot of goals with us. But, hey, now he's playing with a team that might be another good team in the league. So maybe uh, the future holds some good things for him. Yeah, I mean, preseason last season, I did think he was going to be someone that could come in and do that position that we're asking Bonomo to do now. And 
honestly, he kind of had the same start Bonomo did. In preseason, he, he kind of impressed me, and then the first couple games, he just didn't have anything. So it's going to be good to see him back. We'll hope for him his best over at OKC. Hopefully he doesn't do anything of importance against yeah, us well, this Sunday. Well, I think he may come off the bench. We'll see if he even plays. Um, <laughs> the main character to look at over there at OKC is is uh, Deshorn Brown. I think mm-hmm. I'm probably saying his DeSorn first name. Deshorn yeah. Brown. Yeah. Uh, he's Fast. A Jamaican, has MLS experience, mm-hmm. has USL experience. Quick, quick guy. Plays that classic centered uh, forward position where... He can take on defenders one-on-one. He can put runs in behind. Uh, he's a guy to look out for, man. Yeah, he's definitely dangerous. Uh, his goal, he did score the goal in the first minute. He also scored a second goal in their, in their opening match where they caught the defense sleeping. It was actually a quick throw-in behind the defense. Goalie came out. He stepped in yeah. front of the keeper, went around the keeper, slotted it home very comfortably. But again, they got him, you know, when the defense... They stopped playing for a half a second, and that kind of quickness got in behind El, El Paso, and ultimately that was the deciding goal in their opening match. You Sometimes you want that from your center forward. You want that little bit of instinct to be in the right place, and this guy has got a couple goals already off of being in the right place. Yeah. It's going to be a trouble for the uh, Republic's back line. You know, Harris and uh, Kanan are going to have to look out for him and be aware of where he is. And also, Cordell Cato plays on their wing. They play a 4-3-0-4-2-3-1, similar to us. You're yeah. going to see that one classic striker with, you know, being flanked by two wingers. They've played that 4-2-3-1. It's pretty much identical to what Elliot likes to line up with. Exactly. But Cordell Cato is a player that we need to pay attention to. I remember him. He played for the Earthquakes in the MLS for yeah. three seasons. I remember watching him. And, you know, I mean, he's, you know, in the USL now. But, again, we're talking about a guy in his late 20s. MLS experience. The guy has played at higher levels. Yeah, he's, he's going he's to be dangerous. Up, he's been called up to Trinidad and Tobago before. Uh-huh. You know, we've seen him on the international level. He's definitely going to be a guy. Uh, we actually saw him play in Sacramento in one of those friendlies against San Jose. Oh yeah. Yeah, like in 2015, I believe, when we hosted San Jose. My memory don't go back that far. <laughs> I don't remember all that. Yeah. But. Yeah, he's going to definitely be looking to play the ball. He's going to be their creator, and he's going to be looking to get that ball inside to Brown. What they're going to do is they're going to want to play us, and they're going to want to move that ball through the midfield and force its way into Brown at that center pinch point. When he can get behind a defender or he can just roll a defender, that's what they're going to be looking for, I think, in this game. Is, is Cordell playing in? Yeah, um, you know, the, the, the time that I watch, the game footage that I've watched from their first two games, I don't really take any other players on their team as particular standouts. I actually don't think that they've been particularly good in the first two games. Now, they have six points. They're not complaining. No. But when we look at the numbers, and again, I've watched them play 15, 20 minutes of their first two games. I didn't think they were great, but their goal, the goals they scored are pretty good. They were outpossessed and outshot badly. In both of their opening two games, yet they came away with two wins and a 5-2 goal differential. I don't think that's sustainable. I am the person that said OKC Energy would be in the top four. But even I have to admit, you can't play a whole season just on the counterattack. I know what you're going to say. Leicester City did it, and they won the EPL. They did it. That's true. They did it. Uh, But I don't see that happening over the course of a full USL season. Yeah, 100%. Like I, I kind of stated when we started this video is, you know, great for them to get the six points, great for them to be at the top of the season, uh, top of the league at the beginning of the season. 
I don't see them maintaining this form. When they come up against teams that aren't Las Vegas and aren't Apostle, like Orange County, Phoenix, us, um, they're going to have some problems. Yeah, you got to talk about the teams. Las Vegas, one of the worst teams in the league. They're already near the bottom of the table after two games. El Paso's also going to finish El very well. El Paso is a new team. You they're know, not the most exciting expansion, in my opinion. And, and even though it's USL where there is a lot of player movement, an expansion team, I know, Republic, expansion season, we got it done, we got the star, we, we did it. We, but we're special. Yeah, not but, every franchise well, could be as cool or as awesome as the Republic. But there's know? also, like, New Mexico, who came into the league on their expansion, doing great. You can see the teams that kind of have a formula that's going to work. We hope El Paso steps it up and does a El little Paso's bit better. El Paso's got Kiffy. Yeah, they did. He does have Giffy. That's true. Uh, I hope they do step it up. I don't want to see an expansion team come in and not at least do somewhat decent. We want the, the fans there to have a good, enjoyable season. I just don't see them being in New Mexico this season. They're going to finish very well. Yeah, we got. I mean, we got to go back to it. El Paso and Las Vegas. I mean, if we did our full table prediction, we probably would have had both of them in the bottom three or four at the beginning of the season. Like yeah. when we did our season preview, 100%. we didn't predict that far down. Well, in, but if we had, well, and that's a. Honestly, anything below eight yeah, is kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, you know, it's whoever's um, like good in the last two weeks. Or and and like we've that. seen it already in this young season where teams that we didn't expect to do well might step up and do well. Teams that we thought had a good on paper lineup maybe won't perform. Uh, I know that there's going to be a certain four or five teams at the top of the league, but the rest of it's kind of a, ha- a hosh posh of like. Who's going to finish where? Yeah. Let's move on to the Republic moving into this game. Yes. So the starting lineup, I think, again, we'll see the 4-2-3-1. I think it'll be very similar. Do you think Tainter plays again, or do you think Horde comes back into the lineup? Um, this would be a game where I could see Tainter and Horde playing, so? possibly. I, I think Horde is going to be one of our mainstays. I think so. So I think him getting a rest was more to the fact that it's a young season and we do have an abundance of good defensive players. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is a game that Dekelkainen gets a rest because he has played the first two games. Again, maybe you know, maybe I'm just an ageist over here, but he is a little bit older. I'm just thinking hey, that... he's been solid. Oh, yeah. No complaints. Oh, yeah. So. I'm just thinking that a player of that caliber, you want to make sure that he's fresh in September in August and those games when you know the season the grind of the season's been you've been playing 90 minutes in Sacramento in 100 degrees and you know all yeah. that stuff you've been playing those tough games at uh, Tulsa and OKC San Antonio those hot muggy games you know you want to probably think about the future in terms of limiting Kynan's minutes maybe this is a game Maybe not, but yeah, I could see Horde getting back in with Tainer maybe sliding into the center back spot. Yeah, maybe he's still searching for that back lineup that works for him. You know, um, he saw Tainter as the guy that could handle maybe Colorado, be... but maybe he sees Horde as the guy that can handle this one. So maybe he's you know developing that back line to what he thinks. Maybe Tainer will be part of the outside back uh, trio. And maybe Gomez and Horde might get a little bit more rest this year because last year they played, they played pretty much every game full Gomez 90s. Gomez played every game. So. And Horde, too. I mean, it, the Open Cup matches. Yeah. I mean, the USL season. I know Gomez played the most minutes, but Horde had to be, like, right there. Like, he had to be top three or top four minutes. Played. I'm sure he was. Yeah, Gomez was our, our most played right behind b I think. Those yeah, you could just, like, sir, you could just pencil in Gomez every week. Yeah, so those guys were on there every time. 
I, I think you'll go with Sari and Skundrich. He seems to like those guys as our center, our, our uh, center defensive mid pairing. Villarreal did come into the game, didn't impress me too much. He didn't really impress me last season either, so I don't see him getting a start over either one of these guys. But I think both of them need to step it up. Um, great defensively, we need to see more from them going forward at this point. We need to see we need to see Skundrich creating a little more, being that linchpin, and we need to see Sari helping us play out of the back a little bit more. Yeah, I actually wouldn't be surprised. I think last game I thought maybe Partain might uh, replace Skundrich in the starting eleven. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a game that Partain plays because I do think Partain will be a player that starts every so often. Like I don't think he's just a bench player for us. Plus, his game against OKC last year was his best game of the season. He had a brace in that game. That was the Hayden Partain where he was man of the match 100% last year. So I don't know, like, not saying that it's anything, but he'll probably remember. Maybe L.A. remembers, hey, I remember your big game last year against OKC. Let's try it again. Why not? And like you said, I don't see Sari and Skundrich being 100% starters all season. They're not going to get every 90 minutes. So Partain is definitely getting his opportunities to start there. Most likely where Skundrich is, he'll be slotted in for Partain. Um, Villarreal will more likely come in for Villarreal throughout the or sorry throughout the season. Yeah. But right now, I think Sorry and Skundrich are going to be his guys to go for, and the center defensive mids are uh, three going across the more central attacking mid. I believe are going to again be Warner. I'm not sure if Bjev is 100 percent fit. Um, we haven't gotten a report about that. So if Bjev's not fit, I think it's going to be Warner, Iwasa, and Blackwood. If Bjev's fit, I would kind of like to see Warner, Iwasa, and Bjev. Blackwood hasn't really been on top of his game for me these first couple matches. I don't think he's created enough. I don't think he's put any opportunities. He had a shot that was dragged pretty far wide, I think it was, uh, last game. So for me, I, I think those three would be the, the center I'd go with. And you know what? Like, this is a game... Uh, these next couple games are big for Blackwood, Bonomo. They need to impress and Absolutely. let everyone know. And really, no, they don't really need to let anybody know other than the coach himself, yeah, Simon Elliott. Elliot. But they need to let Simon Elliott know, I'm, I'm a dangerous attacking force going forward. I can be relied upon to create and score chances. Blackwood missed a big opportunity in the first match where he cut it back on his left foot and skied it over yeah. the goal. Bonomo hasn't scored in t- his first two game, regular season games as a Republic player. Yeah. Blackwood scored last year, but again, when he was with our team, he left some chances begging at times. Kind so of like we're going we to need to see one of those guys, I think, really step up. And maybe Blackwood gets a chance to play up top. We don't know about Bijev's health. If it's a hamstring, that worries me because a, a it's muscle injury like that. I believe it was his left hamstring. A muscle injury like that. We don't know if it was a minor tweak. We don't know if it's a pull. Yeah. But regardless, that's an injury that you're normally very careful with. 100%. And you don't rush it back because that's an injury that usually you always see guys, if they have a, a little bit of a pull, they'll always pull it a little bit more. And Bijev is a guy who broke down at times last year. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I think that... If Bjev comes back, he's in the lineup, like we kind of talked about. If he's, he's 100%, he's in the lineup. He's I think one of those we'll first names on, on the sheet, 100%. Yeah. Um, I do think Bonomo will get the start again up top, like you talked about. He needs to do a little bit better for us. I don't think he's been at his potential. We saw a little bit more from him in preseason than we are now. Granted, he's played, you know, the 
both teams we played so far have had pretty decent defenses that have done pretty well at holding us off and maintaining those chances. But that's no excuse. We need to see him doing a lot better as that hold-up player up top. Yeah, I think uh, I think Warner gets another start. I mean, I think look, so too. He's been our best player in the first two games. I think that that's very arguable. He's been our best attacking player, no doubt about it, in our first two games. Even though he played 15, 20 minutes the first match, he didn't play a full 90 the second match. He has been our most dangerous player from the wing. So I think he gets a start. One thing that I'm concerned about is Awasa's playing in that number 10 role for us. And I don't think he's a 10. He doesn't seem quite comfortable there. He's a really good player, but I don't know if he's an attacking mid-creative player. He's more of a finisher. You want him running in behind defenders. You want him running towards the goal. We're not seeing the cutting pass, whether that's from him or anyone else, any of our other midfielders. We haven't seen too many runs in behind or into space and our, you know, a central midfielder playing that cutting pass between defenders. Absolutely, and that's what we were talking about with the team being flat. Is we're seeing a lot of great play from side to side and the ball moving around and stuff, but we're not really seeing that aggressive forward movement. We're not seeing those great runs behind the defenders. We're not seeing guys taking on defenders one-on-one like we'd like to see. We haven't so, created enough chances in the first two games, let's be honest. 100%. So going into this match, I for me, the key to this match is going to be the corners. I think for us, that's what we can really get some goals in this one. Yeah. Is by being strong. This is not the tallest OKC team, OKC team in the world. I think we can get there, get set pieces, get corners, and get plays. Maybe a guy like Harris can get on the end of one. Yeah, and definitely stopping the counterattack. Brown is very fast. Cato's very fast. They're going to look to turn that ball. They're going to look to press us a little bit, get to still turn the ball. So if we can stop that press, we can get something on a corner piece, I think we can get a result tonight. Yeah, and one thing about our team uh, in the last couple seasons, I always felt that our team is better against counterattacking teams and we're not as good against possession-based teams. When When we give up possession, I don't think that we're at our best. So I like this matchup for our team because we will control possession. I think it'll be at least 60, probably 65%. I mean, look. A little better than last game. Huh? OKC has been, they've been averaging about 38% possession in the first two games. And that was against two teams that are going to be bottom of the table. Say what you want about early in the season. El Paso and Las Vegas are not going to be competing for playoff spots. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Um, so... Going into this game, I think we just have to keep our guys, our defense is strong on that counterattack, really make sure that we're playing strong, and like you were talked about, just create more going forward. Try to be aggressive. That first pass has to be a little bit better. Those thoughts, those movements behind, the, or off the ball, I mean, have to be a little bit better. So if we can get the defense to stay strong like it has, get a little bit more flying up top, I think we can win this. But we'll jump over to Mark. Score prediction. I think that we keep a clean sheet, we win the game, and we score two goals. We get one in the first half, one in the second half. We win 2-0. I think it'll be comfortable. I'm not going in, you know, like, I guess, complacent or anything like that. I just think that the matchup really suits us, and I don't think that we get hit on a counterattack. Cohen might have one or two saves that he needs to make, but we know that if he needs to make them, he will. So I'm not really too worried about that. 
I think, again, it might be a little bit of a grind for us, but somehow, someway, we get two across. Sometimes those grind three points are some of the best. (laughs) Um, I do think we get hit on the counterattack at least once, but we pull it out. I'm really expecting the guys to start firing any time now. I'm going to go 3-1 on this one. Um, I think we can put some balls in the back of the net here. OKC has let in a couple goals already this season, and they kind of are weak to our corner playing. And if we can get some of those set pieces like I talked about, we can put some balls in the back of the net. They are really good on the counterattack. I think they at least catch us out once. We're still trying to figure out our back line. 3-1 is my prediction. Please let us know your predictions down in the comments below. We always love to hear from you guys. We'll get the rest of our crew also to put some uh, predictions down there as well. We do appreciate you watching these videos. You can always go on to Facebook at Old Glory Red Report. We'll have some pre-match stuff out at the game that we post there. We'll also have some post-match stuff we post over there, so check that out. Twitter and Instagrams at Old Glory Red. If you're on YouTube, you already know. If not, you're listening to us on a podcast. We are over there at YouTube at Old Glory Red Report, so check that out as well. The Beautiful Game Network, BGN.FM, is where you can catch all these podcasts. Spotify, Play Store, Apple Store, uh, Stitcher, all that. So check yeah. us out on all those. And again, we're at Fort Rock Brewing. Awesome place to grab a beer. Uh, we're out here, you know, after work. It's Big great. thanks to Fort Rock. Yeah, amazing beer, amazing people. So get on out here if you haven't already. It's a great spot. Also, like Casey said, give us your prediction. Let us know if you want to see something different from the lineup. Maybe a player off the bench who hasn't gotten a chance. Maybe you want to see them get a shot. Uh, also, let us know if you're going to the game. We're going to be out there. We're going to be out there at noon. We'll probably be doing a live video or something. We'll, we'll definitely have something out there. So if you want to get your voice heard, if you want to get your face seen, come out. Say what's up. Don't be shy. Yeah, I guess we'll, uh, we'll have fun on Sunday. We love to hear from you. This channel is all about the supporters. That's what we are here for. We want to give you guys the voice. We want to you know, let the, the, the club know what the supporters think, let the other fans know what our supporters think. So come out and say hi. We appreciate you watching these videos. Thanks for sticking with us. As always, Mark Anthony, KCJ, thanks for watching. Peace. We like beer. Beer!